What up, everybody? This is episode 44. 44. 44 of the Illogical Sense Podcast. If y'all don't know me, I am Mr. Busby. And across from me is Mr. JC Nut. Yes, yes, yes. What's cracking, everybody? And Ivana is somewhere in Paris turning up. She's probably flying back home. Who knows? She's listening. Shout out to her. Shout out, Ivana. But uh, how was your weekend, bro? I don't remember. <laughs> Fuck, you getting, were you turning up all weekend? Or no, what? I was asleep all weekend. Damn, hibernating, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was like one of my last... Uh, it dawned on me. It was one of my last weekends before I had a lot of shit to do over this next month. Mm. And instead of getting a head start, I caught up on some sleep. Yep, that's, how you, that's what you did. That's what yeah. I did. I had like a fucking fat-ass headache and a sore throat like this whole weekend. I don't know what happened. Probably the weather changed. Some shit. But I went to the movies, saw Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! Still, I'm going to see it in the next couple of days. It was actually quite good. It was a lot better than Batman vs. Superman. Well, that's, that's I an understatement. I mean, who and Suicide. It was, and I like, I, you know, I like Suicide Squad. It was better than Suicide Squad. It was the best DC movie. Nice. Like, who the hell would have thought that Wonder Woman would be the movie that was better in the DC universe? I mean, it was long overdue, so. Yeah, it was well overdue. Put their, put yeah, cause they did they done a lot of freaking reboots for Batman and Superman, so might as well get one for Wonder Woman. Right. So, you know, it was, it was pretty good. Oh, yeah, I was also watching House of Cards this whole weekend, too. Fucking caught up on that shit. I'm eventually gonna start probably at the end of the month. You need to start watching that shit, man. Yeah. End of Frank, the month. Frank Underwood, bruh. But, you know, of course, there was a lot of tragedy that happened, even though... Some more. Yeah, some more. Even on Ariana Grande. Shout out to Ariana Grande for her little benefit concert that she put at Manchester. You know, brought everyone in London together. And you know, rose up and it sound was... like the scorned ex girlfriend. Who me? Yeah. How? So that's your little girlfriend over there, huh? Yes, sir. Shout out Grande and her little show that she put on. Her little show. <laughs> <laughs> your little your little show. Wow, I guess. But um nah, shout out to her because she brought everyone in London out. She had like a whole uh, all star special guest. She had Pharrell, she had Justin Bieber, her boyfriend Mac Miller, and hella other people. You know, she had like the school choir out there, everyone nice. was crying. You know, I didn't watch that much of it, but I just knew it was pretty emotional because they streamed it like all over the world. So, huh. you know, I thought it was at the end of the month. Oh no, no, they, I, I thought that too, but they did it yesterday. They did it over the weekend. Good for them. Shout yeah, out, shout out to Eric Grande. But you know, Devil was working overtime, and there was still more tragedy. Yeah, that um, prayers are up to people in London um, with a guy who decided it'd be a great idea to take his van or his truck up on the the side of the road and start running over people. For no reason. Yeah. And then I um, was going through uh, Twitter this morning, just catching up on some last-minute notes for the show, and see that the disgruntled ex- uh, employee in Orlando went back to the company complex and shot, shot up everybody. Up. He killed and, five people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they said they fired him in April, and then he just showed back. He just showed up and said, fuck y'all, and shot everyone all Jeez, up in Florida. Man. man, we're not going to Florida anytime soon. Man. Prayers up, prayers up to everybody, man. Yeah, That's pray for the world, man. Yeah, but in other good news, the NBA final started. Yep, finally, it was a long wait and it started. And um, I said it was gonna end in Cleveland. And the way this shit's shaping up right now, man, the Warriors are the monsters, and they showed the Warriors are the monsters, and the Cavs are the Tomb Squad. Warriors have been whooping that ass for the past two games. Yeah, and they're doing it in ways that I didn't anticipate. Like, what do you mean? Because I anticipated Tristan Thompson to have a bigger role in this. 
Um, initially, when I did the prediction, you said six. Um, I did it in six. Um, shout out Sports Debate Network on Facebook. <laughs> um, I went and did my prediction in there, and uh, at the time, I had said Draymond, Steph, and Clay versus um, Kyrie, Love, and Jr. would end up ultimately being a wash. Not that they were equals, mm-hmm. but because. I felt that both groups were just going to go at it and it was going to come down to the centers. Because we knew, I already knew Kevin Durant was going to average between 28 and 35. Like, I knew that. I knew LeBron was going to get his Do what LeBron does. Right. So when it came down to the next level, it was like, I don't think it's going to come down to those three, or those six three versus three matchups. So Mm -hmm. I I thought it was going to come down to Tristan versus Zaza. And even though Zaza's kind of shown he's been, he can only be served serviceable minutes. Tristan's look like shit. What I've noticed in these two games is the Cavs ain't focused. I don't know what it is. I'm looking at them. They're making stupid-ass mental mistakes. Yeah, um, I'm not even a Cavs fan like that, but it's like, y'all niggas are better than this. Yeah, JR, um, just because you won the finals last year, dog, don't mean that, you know, you just slack off this year. Like, Literally no, slacked off. Like, he, I, he was the most complete shock out of everybody I saw because... I didn't even consider him a wild card based on how important he ended up being last year. Mm-hmm. But I don't even consider him a wild card after these two games because it's like, damn, this, he's not giving you anything. He had two stupid-ass calls from games one and two where I was just, after he did it, I was just like, Why did you do that? Yeah, seriously. Why did you do that? And last night was uh, game two. I remember, I think it was LeBron or Love. They threw him the ball in the, uh, the corner uh-huh. for a three. Yeah. He pump fakes. I think it was Draymond or KD who was guarding him. Pump fakes, gets him in the air. Then he slides to the, the other corner for the three and does a fadeaway three. The shit just goes to the other side of the rim and clanks off. Well, yeah, it was like, I was like, like, what the fuck, fuck are you doing? What the hell are you doing? And then um, individually, I knew the Warriors' individual players on, on their bench were better than the Cavs. But I felt because the Cavs' players on the bench were a little bit more scrappy. Yeah. Or, you know, just kind of... I felt that that was going to be a mismatch. Nope. It wasn't. It was like... They, Channing Fry's played, I think, eight minutes total uh-huh. in this series. And all eight minutes were last night. And he proved to be the biggest difference maker. I, I think his plus minus was the highest of any Cavs player. And he played eight minutes. And what irritated me about it was Lou put him in the third quarter. And that's when they went on that run and they cut the lead to 86-82. Yeah. And they come back from commercial and he's back on the bench and just, Richard Jefferson's in the game. It just no, I just noticed like every time the Cavs were creeping up, they just pulled some bullshit and the Warriors just started just right. pulling away. Right. And then in game one, too, like they, they weren't even defending the paint. Every time Kevin Durant got the ball, it was just like Moses parted the Red Sea and Kevin Durant just flew and dunked the ball. Yeah. And it was just, they just made, it was like, I want a series, motherfuckers. But I'm not ready to call it a Me series neither. just yet because all the Warriors did was hold serve. That's all they did. They held, they held home court you, down. When, when game two started, they didn't have the, what was it? They won by 24. Mm-hmm. When game two started, they weren't up by 24 to start the game. It was yeah. back 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. And just because they won by 21 this time doesn't mean they're taking that I mean, game. I mean, like, if I was Warrior fans, I wouldn't get this cocky, in my opinion. I would not, because you remember what happened last year, but then... Does lightning strike twice? Like, can they come? Like, like it's just like imagine, if they if they beat they ass, you made this prediction in the fucking twenty in the twenty sixteen shit. You said they would be the first team to blow a three zero lead in the playoffs. That's what I was saying. You imagine if the the Warriors win Wednesday night, they're up three zero, and all of a sudden the Cavs all hell breaks up. loose. The last four games. 
imagine? I mean, that's if they that's if the fucking Cavs get their shit together. Yeah, I mean, it's because they're playing like they're, shit. There's nothing like some home cooking, you know. It's, it's see how they play throughout. Obviously, game three is must win. If they them. if they beat them in game three, I was like, I don't want to call. I don't. I hope this is not a sweep. I don't want this to be a sweep. I want to be entertained because if this is a sweep, this would be really disappointing. I'm not losing sleep, by the way. But I, no, I, of course, I, I have no horse in the race. Me neither. I just hate the Warriors. I know you do. Um, no, but, but you know, this is like everyone's. They say this is the trilogy because you know, in movies, the first movie is dope. The sequel is always like the yep. greatest one because last year was crazy, and the third movie is always the trash one. Godfather three, Back to the Future three, Return of the Jedi. You know, I could go on and all the what are the what are the movies like? Part three were like blah. Although Rocky three was probably the best one out of the Rocky series. What was Rocky Three? T was Mr. T? That was Mr. T. Was it? Yep. Oh. Yeah, Rocky Four is the one you're thinking of. When he dies, he dies. That's Rocky Four. Oh, we'll see that. Hey. <laughs> see, whatever yeah, you forgot. But I'm just saying, I just want to be entertained. That's all. Yeah. So, Cavs, get your shit together. I want to be entertained. Yeah, get it. Yeah. Busby get it right. not entertained, motherfuckers. Um, on a. Another serious sick, note. On a sick entertaining note. I don't know who the hell would find entertainment in this, but. Last week before game one started, uh, LeBron's L.A. home was vandalized with the term nigger on his gate. Mm-hmm. Um, this goes to show, like he said in his press conference, uh, you can be on top in terms of finances, status, and all that. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The eyes of America as well, when I'm not talking about individuals or you know singling out i know not everybody's racist in this country what i'm saying is as america as a whole based on the history of this country and the laws who that still haven't been updated mm-hmm. so even though they had new laws they still didn't update the previous ones so those still are intact but we're that's real. another topic for another day we're real the point is is that in the land of america don't matter Still a nigger. Pretty much, no matter if you're still a nigger in the coop. Yeah. No matter if you're the president, doesn't matter if you play ball, break all the stats, no matter if you play tennis, golf, it don't matter. At the end of the day, you are still a nigger. Yeah, now am in I the, in the eyes of racists. Now am I uh, Am I shocked at this? No. Mm-mm. But was I surprised that it was LeBron? Yeah. yeah. Definitely was surprised. It was surprised LeBron. that it was LeBron because it was like, really? I mean, like if they came out in the news and they were like, oh yeah, they. Tag, they found J.R. Smith's house and they did. I would like, be surprised. Ah, like, ah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would but, be that surprised. But LeBron James, the man who has no criminal the, record as far as we're he concerned. He hasn't done nothing. He's um, never been no in trouble. No infidelity with his uh, high school sweetheart and wife. No matter how many times Rihanna throws herself at him. Right. Um, still been in his kid's life since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, he's paid every a, single last a one real, taxes. A real role model. Right. That could happen to him. That just goes to show that it happen to anybody. All of them arguments of this isn't slavery anymore, or this isn't 1960s. It doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, you're still a nigga. Yeah. And that brings us to whole ass Jason Whitlock. Jason Kuhnlock. Jason Kuhnlock, man. I lowkey didn't want to talk about this because I don't know what the fuck happened. I I've heard about him. I've heard about him, but I never really did no research on him like that. He used to be on ESPN. I know he used to be on ESPN, and, and I, I used read to change the channel. Every and I read time. articles saying that all the black folks at ESPN did not want to work with him. That's why he left because nobody wanted to work with him. I just didn't like him because he was just a certified Kobe hater. 
Like, it, 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 it didn't, like, I can deal with people. I, trust me, I can deal with I criticism read. on my favorite team's players. Mm-hmm. But it was just every single thing that came up in the media regarding Kobe, he just had and something. And now it's to, and now he moved that hate to LeBron. Yeah. No, but, like, with Kim, I read this article about him, about how when he wanted to take over Undefeated or whatever, the, this one article was going to have, like, all black sports journalists and how... He was the editor over there, and how right. he kind of ran everyone out of there. Right. It was a whole bunch of fuckery that happened. He's really just a—he's a sociopath. He's into himself. Yeah. So, I guess I don't know. He's been really showing. He's been on a whole other level of cooning, like Uncle Ruckus type of fucking cooning. This motherfucker goes and says he says that LeBron James. I'm trying to see, say this verbatim. What did he say? He, he said s- that this issue for LeBron James was not racism. Because when Raci- you're when you're rich, when racism you're rich, only affects poor people. Yeah, this was an inconvenience and a disturbance to the life of LeBron James, and it should be treated as such. This whole when I I I heard that shit, I saw it on Twitter. I was like, he didn't say that. I saw the clip. <laughs> I'm like, he did fucking say that. This old coon ass bitch ass nigga, man. The one Charlemagne went off on your whole ass. This nigga wins the whole ass nigga of the week. Congratulations, you bitch ass nigga. Hey, remember when uh, people were clowning the bar ball saying he should watch what he says to people? I bet a whole bunch of people were listening to what Jason Whitlock said and said, yeah, you should only be talking about snacks. You whole ass nigga. Whole ass nigga, man. And then, and then. And then, not only did he, not only did he say it on the Coward Show. He said it on, But um, they went back and they did their next show, like a few hours later, and he reiterated. And then Chris. And, What's his name? Thank Light God skin. for Chris Broussard. He, even though he's annoying with his sources. Right. But Chris <laughs> Broussard ended up proving to be the hero that we needed that day. Because mm-hmm. Chris Broussard wanted to go rated R, but he did his best. He to wanted to PG. slap the shit out of oh, him. Oh, yeah. He wanted to slap the shit out of him. And and Jason Whitlock trying to talk over him, and he was just sitting there. He was just like, oh, it doesn't affect the... He was this little fedora hat. This old bitch-ass nigga. Man, I'm sorry. I hate niggas like him. Oh, coon-ass nigga trying to talk talk good for white people and shit like that. Right. And I mean, the thing of it is, is that... Hate people like that. It just irritates me, and I try not to get... I try not to let it get under my skin. But black folks that talk like that... What's... What's disheartening about it is that it gives people who are still under the mind frame that racism isn't that big of a deal in today's day and age. It gives them fuel because they can look at the team and say, well, a black man says that exactly. racism is Exactly. It's a on problem. Fox Sports. Right. Fox. So if a black man says it's not a problem, why is it a problem? I don't see the issue. And, then, and you can't argue with people like him because it's like he already has his mind set up and he feels like he's the smartest person in the room. That paycheck must be nice. Yeah, because that, that paycheck. Yeah, he doesn't go to his white people, man. He he reminds me of what's his name from um Django Unchained. What's his name? Samuel Jackson's character. Um, you know what I'm talking about the butler. Yeah, well, he reminds me of that little butler, Uncle Tom ass whole ass nigga, Stephen. Oh, Stephen Whitlock ass looking ass whole ass nigga. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Next. LeBron. I was gonna help you, but you were cool. Shit, man. <laughs> See, I can, Jason Ruckus. <laughs> I can under, I can deal with Uncle Ruckus than Jason Whitlock. Yeah. Oh, bitch-ass nigga. Huh? Anyway, speaking of bitch-ass niggas, the NFL is shaping up to be bitch-ass niggas because it looks like Kaepernick is he's blackballed. I have been on the fence, and I have played down the middle, and mm. I've given it enough time. Mm-hmm. I've been fair. And training camp and is next month. Reports are now coming out that the Seahawks were actually warned not to sign Kaepernick. They were warned so by... So they were warned not to sign Kaepernick. That can only mean one thing. Blackballed. Kaepernick's getting blackballed. He's bl- he's blackballed. And 
I could actually see it now because Pete Carroll's explanation sounded like the same explanation that he had for not running Marshawn Lynch into the end zone. Oh, he didn't make any fucking sense at all. Pretty much. His explanation was oh, that he's a starter. we didn't sign Kaepernick because he's a starter. Even though Kaepernick said he went on record saying he was willing to take a pay cut and be a well, not even that. It was just okay if you knew he was a starter. Why the hell did you even bring him in for the workout anyway? You feel me? Why'd you allow that? Right. I mean, and then you got a phone call from some of the NFL Illuminati saying, "Don't sign that little light skinned nigger." And last time I checked, wouldn't you want as many starters on your team as possible, just in case the main starter goes down? You know, Russell Wilson's gonna go down during the season. He has to go down. Please. So man. yeah, that. Um, but. Shout out to Kaepernick for still holding true to his promise. He's still donating out that million dollars. He's still making payments every single month. Man, man. All them foundations. So, you know, again. Fuck Jed York. You know, maybe it's just a situation where Kaepernick's calling is higher than football at this time. Hmm. He, he, had, he was able to use the NFL um, and his position um, for a platform. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you want to see somebody who still has heart for their passion to use their talents. You still would like to see them perform in that arena. Yep. But who's to say that maybe this isn't a blessing in disguise for him? Probably. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe he can now focus on being positive change in the world physically. Even I mean, though he was already doing it physically, you know, now he's going to be he's gonna, he's gonna, it's it. gonna go down his history as the as the player that got forced out the NFL. Oh, yeah. And you know there's going to be some shit that pops up and the documentaries mm. are going to be fire. Mm-hmm. A, the 30 for 30 is going to be And you fire. know the narrative is going to change on his ass in about 10 or 15 years where it goes from complete utter disgust to you remember how brave Kaepernick was? Because that's what they always do. Well, I'm just going to remember how we were five yards away from the Super Bowl and fuck Jed York. Yeah, well, look at the bright side. Seahawks were only half a yard away from the Super Bowl win, and hey, well, Karma got them. <laughs> so, what else has been going on out uh, here? Albert Pujols. Albert, that's how you say it. Albert Pujols, Pujols. Uh, became most uh, famous when he played for the St. Louis uh, Cardinals. Mm. Um, plays with the Anaheim, uh, or I should say, the Los Angeles Angels now because it's not Anaheim anymore. Hmm. Um, he became the ninth player in MLB history to join the 600 home run club. And not many people gave a shit about it. <laughs> six hundred because more because people 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 hit six hundred home ball home runs every day. B. <laughs> yeah, not many people were. Um, I, I blame the whole the steroids situation <coughs> fifteen years ago, man. I, it, it's kind of people just look at it like, oh, okay, mm. but niggas, Pujols, niggas hit home runs every day. Yeah, B. but I mean, Albert Pujols is a, a surefire Hall of Famer. Class personified, he's the epitome of what you want your uh, career in any sport or in any field to be like. So, major props to Albert Pujols for accomplishing that. Well, good for him, I guess. And then we had uh, some scuffling. From the Ryan brothers. Oh, my goodness. Rex and Rob hmm? were in Nashville, Tennessee, at a bar. Tennessee? And I don't know what the hell happened, but it resulted in both of them getting altercations with other patrons and... Eventually led to Rob Ryan actually putting hands across a patron's neck and trying to choke the shit, shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't know what the hell happened, but for those 10 or 15 seconds I saw on video, I was entertained, man. Hell yeah. Hey. I was entertained. Well, that's, that's the most action they're ever going to get because they ain't going to get no W's. Yeah, yeah. Shit, him and his brother. Yeah, and then um, last, uh, last one, um, Jeremy Macklin. Former receiver from the Eagles. Mm. Now he's a former receiver from the Chiefs. Damn. The Chiefs dropped his ass. Womp womp. 
And um, as a result of dropping him, uh, Shady McCoy from the Bills is now trying to recruit his old former teammate. Mm-hmm. And um, trying to get him into Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll get somebody. But people are, um, it's funny because I bring that up because everybody's blaming Alex Smith for that. Alex, damn, I guess. Yeah, he's like, Alex Smith is the wide receiver killer. <laughs> he's a wide receiver, yeah, because he, he throws hell a fucking short. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> he's been getting to the AFC change. He's been getting to the postseason, like, like what, how many seasons now? Three, four seasons? He's I don't care because they lose. Yeah, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. They still need to get rid of um, Andy Reid. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I was a Chiefs fan, I would want to get rid of that nigga. I'm sorry. I mean, you get rid of him, but then you go back to what you're used to, and that ain't much. Losing? We're still losing. It's not much. Might as well just start from scratch. I ain't trying to go keep going to the AFC Championship, getting scraped by Tom They're Brady. not even making it to the AFC Championship. Well, shit. <laughs> Let's see what's, what's going on. White people just getting mad at Kathy Griffin for holding up whole-ass nigga's head. <laughs> Bleeding yeah. whole-ass nigga head. I, for, I didn't really care because I was just like, hey, that's what's funny. But for whatever reason, that just caused an uproar. And she just lost her some of her endorsements and all types of shit. She had to give an apology. And we all know the story. You don't have to talk about it because fuck that nigga. But yeah. it's, and then, you know, she just got too comfortable and she lost her shit. Meanwhile, Mr. Bill Maher, and I like Bill Maher. I love watching his shows. What's, what's, what's the show called? The um, What's his show on HBO? You know a show real time real time fuck yeah I don't real, know. Time with real time with bill Maher. i love that shit i love how he talks politics and shit but he just got a little bit too comfortable when he was talking to some national politician representative and he was saying hey and the, and the little white boy goes and said yeah maybe you can work on our on our field and all that and then bill Maher just said hey i'm a house nigger yeah and i was like excuse <sighs> me why did you say that it was like it was like a look at defeat like why did you say yeah, that like, bro what? told my mom that she was like excuse me mm-hmm. what i was like oh he getting too comfortable and i'm like yeah he's one of them niggas that get too comfortable i have not i used to watch real time bill maher i even <laughs> when he came out with the the documentary religious mm-hmm. um like i said i believe lord yeah my, my lord and savior jesus christ I, I still watch stuff just to you know get different perspectives it's not going to change my stance yeah but when he came out and spoke down against Wayne Brady years ago. Oh, Wayne Brady said he'll whoop that's his That's when ass. I took notice and I was like, I can't respect that. Because what you're basically saying is is that you are only you only have one frame of mind of what the black experience is. And plus, because he dated Superhead. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Like he, I don't even think he, I think it's, it's a fetish for black women. What, to date white men? No, 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 for him. I think oh. he has a fetish for black women. Yeah, I don't think does. it's a genuine love. I think there's actually some deep-rooted... He probably just likes fucking them and shit. Yeah, but I think it's deeply rooted in something else. Hmm. I just um, find it funny how everyone's calling for Kathy Griffin's head. It's crazy. One, and she's losing jobs, and Bill Maher just pretty much issued an apology, a slap on the wrist, and he's still going to keep his show. Yeah, so the thing with, well, the thing with Kathy Griffin's a little bit different is... Well, she went out to the... Per, the I don't even want to call I mean, he still went overboard with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah she did. You can't defend it. But so did all those mother, other motherfuckers. Hey, but that's, that's, that's what I want to bring up, too, is don't, the hell did you don't do hold her accountable. I'm a magician. <laughs> Origami, son. Looks like a fucking blunt. Like, yep. whoa. Origami. <laughs> I guess. Um, Fuck that company. The thing with, yeah, so everybody's up in arms saying you shouldn't treat the president like that. But last time I checked, the same people that were yelling that were dead-ass silent and actually defending people's rights 
uh, for freedom of speech when they had uh, Obama Obama in a noose. Yeah, getting on Obama on fire or saying some more out of pocket racist or shit in about Ted him. Nugent's case. Say he talking was, shit about how he was, was, was a lynch party or some yeah, shit like and that. And Obama and Hillary should be the lead the leading candidates for that. And next thing you know, his ass is in the White House with Kid Rock doing a taunt post in front of Hillary's in picture. In front of Hillary's picture. So either you're gonna stand firm on it mm-hmm. or you're just gonna be hypocritical, which again is why my belief on political parties is that they're actually the biggest gangs. They're in the biggest this gang in the world. Bloods and Crips. Why do you what did, it's what a, did it's say? Republican, Recripkin, whatever. For, for those, Bloodikins. yeah. For for those who need some polishing up on elementary uh, social studies, as far as I'm concerned, the three branches of government: uh, legislative, executive, and judicial. Mm-hmm. Those are all gangs. They're all gangs. So those are all forms of gangs. As far they're as the I'm biggest concerned. gangs in the they're the biggest gangs out here, and they all have petty ass. Petty ass issues with themselves, and they don't, and they'll fuck up the whole world just to keep their ego. Yeah, and in the midst of all this, um, we had Trump going. Well, first of all, to to go with Kathy, no, Griffin, don't call him Trump around me. Call to, him the whole ass nigga. Well, to whole go with Kathy Griffin's. How old is that damn? Is the kid Baron? What Baron? I don't care. How stupid do you have to be to actually look on your TV and think that that's your father's? You, he probably made that shit up. But let's, already know. let's play devil's advocate. No, I don't want to. I want to play devil's advocate because it's fun. It's funnier because you can actually say how stupid he actually is. All right, go ahead. You sitting in the supposedly ain't they ain't they all supposed to be in the White House at this point? Yeah, all of them. Yeah, you sitting in the White House chilling, and you just happen to see an ad. It's Kathy Griffin of all people holding your dad's head. Ah! What yeah! kind of fucking sense does that make, man? Seriously, what sense does that make? He probably just made this shit up. Just to make himself feel better. Make make people feel better. You know people just make up lies just to make yourself feel good. Nah, man. Even even me be looking at him like, Dad, really? Whole ass. Yeah, and then... Uh, Speaking of whole ass, last week, yeah. Twitter was just... Sometimes you just gotta love Twitter. Kofifi! So, in the middle of the night, whole ass nigga in office went on Twitter and just... Ugh, it's just so annoying that he be tweeting this shit. But he just goes and says... It's great that I get a lot of news, Kafifi. And he left it there. All it's all good, all all news, Kafifi. I'm like news, Kafifi, Kofifi. Kofi, what the fuck's a Kofifi? And he left it there <laughs> for a good two, three, several hours. Kofifi, he meant coverage. And I just found that out before we started the show. Yeah, he meant news coverage. I sent that to my mom. She said, "What the hell's Kofifi?" I was like, "News coverage." She's like, "Oh my god." Like and then pretty much Twitter just you know did what Twitter did made it made it go viral. It was the yep. number one worldwide trending topic. Hell yeah, hell yeah. You know you gotta love the internet. Everyone had to make a joke out of this fuckery. And then I guess the next morning Trump just couldn't. I mean, whole ass couldn't fucking take it. And he was like, oh, only real people would know what Kofi really. Only real people, huh? Uh, oh, people really know what Kofi really means. And then even in this press conference. Oh, Mike Spencer was all going like, "Oh, only only select people know what Kofifi really means." Uh-huh. So shut the fuck up, you stupid motherfucker! See, you sound like the last nigga I, I know. know. <laughs> See, and whole ass nigga, even though you should get this every fucking day, every millisecond of your life, you are the stupid motherfucker of the week. You whole ass nigga. Why you getting a stupid motherfucker for uh... all eternity? Well, that um, for for term. For a term. See, he gonna do. He gonna do at least one something. Nah, every he every fucking. That's why. That's why I kind of retired the whole ass nigga of the week because he does some shit. 
He does some shit every fucking day. Every time he tweets, he does some stupid shit. For those who don't understand Busby's pure rage, there was once a time where I felt that Busby's public enemy number one was Jed York. See, I can, I can say Jed York's name, and I hate him equally. Since uh, Donald Ho-ass Trump has nigga. entered the picture, it's funny because there's topics that I, I, I want to discuss to just laugh. Nope. And we won't do it because he's unwilling to participate any more than he needs to participate on the subject of... Ho-ass nigga in office. So, um, yeah. I, he's As he's speaking, I'm, I'm quietly covering my mouth with the microphone just laughing because... I can't see believe how... I was able to get him to talk about this, but I'm excited. It's what, funny. Excited. You can see how pissed off I'm going to exactly. be. Exactly. <laughs> every time I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> Fuck him. And Jed York. <laughs> Bitch ass nigga. Let's go to music. Uh, so... Usually, um, Sean Paul came out last week. Hmm. Sean Paul. Damn, he's still around. Yeah. yeah. Remember? Yeah. I know you played, yeah. played the shit. Yeah. Track of me was popping, man. Mm. Um, he came out and... Call Drake out. Well, so he needs to give more credit to, to dance hall artists. Dance hall artists. Um, quote, I think at the time when one dance was popping off, it would have been good for him, Drake, to actually put accolades towards the whole culture, Sean said. Sean said. Once again, claiming Drizzy didn't do enough to shine light on dance hall culture. He's friendly with a few people in the business in Jamaica, and that's good. I love it. But if he had given more accolades when he was actually making it and said, quote, this is the music I love, end quote, it would have been real cool. And that was a uh, part of his um, his piece with the XXL. I mean, I mean, it sounds like he's just mad Drake didn't call him. Probably. You know, but speaking of fucking Drake, I mean, Drake, talk about this nigga. He always, he's like damn near a culture vulture and shit. <laughs> speaking of fucking Drake, DJ Khaled finally released the, um... He said the Drake vocals came in to finally the to the <laughs> food max Take it <laughs> to, to the, the max. max and he got to the max when Drake isn't really singing on it and I mean y'all can kind of hear it. Busby sent me this uh, earlier sent me the morning. link earlier this morning. I was like, all right, I'll get to it when I get to your place and we'll another one. Uh, I'll listen to it before we put the show on. I kid you not, two minutes in, I forgot it was even playing. It's like a, it's hookah music. Is this something you play when you're at a club and you're drinking, you're trying to holler at a chick? You know, females are going to play this when they do their little blink stares, fucking Snapchat. Snapchat music. Snapchat music. You know how they always do that little stare, that little blank stare while they're covering their hair and they show off their fucking fingernails and shit. Snapchat music. Snapchat music. It's like the most annoying shit in the world. I don't know why females do that shit. Anyway. But <laughs> you ain't getting no likes from me. <laughs> you ain't getting no likes from me. You just look like a staring into your soul. Like so, there's like a soulless stare. I don't your know why humans do that. They just blankly stare at the camera and just look at you. And it's like, what, what, what are you trying to do? <laughs> you supposed to get my dick hard or something? Like uh, whatever. But that song was all right. I mean, DJ Khaled announced. He pretty much revealed the um, cover art for Grateful. Yeah. And he's, honestly, he's, I guess with this record, this record's probably going to be a hit. You know it's going to be played all over the radio and shit like that. Right. You know, I'm the one went platinum. The one with Beaver, yeah. Quavo, and Weezy. Quavo. Quavo. I keep going Quavo. Hmm. And, you know, Shining's popping. And DJ K, and there's going to be like 24 fucking tracks on this shit. 
Mm-hmm. And we know how DJ Khaled albums are. The first half is going to be fucking amazing. And then after that, I'm over it. That's what happened on a major key. Well, like the first half was fucking great, and after that, it was just filler, 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 and that was it. Yeah. So, shout much. Out, yeah, shout out to Khaled. What else was going on? Oh, you want to talk about Kendrick or K. Michelle? Um, or Saddam Hussein? <laughs> Kendrick, K. Michelle, and Saddam Hussein. Let's start with Saddam Hussein. <laughs> okay. So, a report came out. I don't know who the hell the report came. Oh, it was from. Uh, yeah, Central Intelligence, who were observing Saddam in his final days, mm-hmm. um, they came out and they said that Saddam had two, uh, I, I guess for lack of better words, he had two practices that he did daily and uh, while he was in refuge hiding. Mm-hmm. One was he ate blueberry muffins all day. Fuck it. And the second one, surprisingly to everybody, was... He needed him some Mary J. Blige. Yeah, he needed them no more drama. Or that, oh, I'm not going... What song do you think was on his playlist? Jesus, man. Not going to Can you imagine, cry. like, come on, man. No can, more drama. I'm trying to hold it together, but can you picture Saddam Hussein dancing to a family affair? Yeah. I could. Just think of the South Park image, man. That's all I'm thinking of. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> yeah. Don't need no hateration. Holleration. What the fuck does holleration mean, dog? I oh, don't know. It took me. I didn't even realize it was dancery until. Dancery? Dancery until two years ago. Wow. I thought it was dancery. What the hell is Exactly. Well, it, what the hell is hateration, holleration? It's like she just made up some shit. Dre didn't say nothing. Like, that don't make no sense, girl. But all right. You gave me the check. <laughs> that was random. But we might as well just go on to K. Michelle. So, earlier Saturday night, K. Michelle goes on Twitter, <coughs> and she goes on a little rant for whatever reason. It was it was really random, and she was pretty much saying that she was looking back and listening to her um her her album "Anybody Want to Buy a Heart," and she was and she was reminiscing about how hard she worked on it and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and revealed that the title track. That the, on the title track, it got taken away from her because she said the rapper's, a rapper's girlfriend thought I was fucking him. <laughs> right? And she goes on to say, I felt kind of dis- destroyed. This is a woman I publicly praised. I was so happy for her. I was like, why is this woman trying to block me over a penis? It was the it was the title track of my album, and I was told not to say anything out of fear of politics. I just sat back and listened and said, watch God handle it. God did more than handle the situation. I was just sat back and healed up, watched karma, and watched karma. I'm not perfect, but I'm not even insecure. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like your, I was, I was like you, 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 and I'm little old me. And you're making phone calls and demanding I be stopped from making it. She said, like, I learned a lot in, my, in this business, but it was the first time when I saw that the people highest up truly have the lowest self-esteem. Hmm. So, who do you think she was talking about? Hmm. Did you get the Jeopardy theme song going? Oh, she would have said somebody like Safari or somebody, probably her ex, or probably, you know, well, she was probably talking about, you know, uh, she would have said some bullshit. <laughs> who do you think she was talking about, JC? Oh, well, we know what he's talking about. Say Come it. On, Say it. On, she was talking about whole ass Nicki Minaj. Nicki and Meek Mill, man. She was talking about Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill. And I, did, and I was watching academics. He did, some, he did his own little research, and apparently, the song. The song that Nicki had is on the pink print and it's called Buy a Heart and it's featuring Meek Mill. I was like, oh wow. See, I, 
And and that album came out in 2014. Pink Print came out in 2014. K. Michelle's album came out in 2014. Pink Print came out in 2014. And Nikki, it's been on record that Nikki goes out the way to fucking shit on people that don't like her. She'll call she'll call radio stations. She'll call people and just literally try to blackball them. Remy Ma said that shit. Safari has said this shit. What's your thoughts on this shit? Politics, man. Politics, Politics is usual. That's all it is. But Politics is usual. But at this moment, Nikki doesn't really have a lot of power since her shit's flopping. And you want to know what the karma was, everybody? What happened with karma? How did, how did God handle it? Well, first off, Mickey, N- Mickey, Nikki and Meek broke oh. up. <laughs> they broke up. Uh, how, what's it called? <laughs> okay. Nikki and Meek broke up. Sheether dropped. And all her songs that she's been dropping right now have been trash. Every verse she's been dropping is trash. Everything. I cannot get into a Nicki Minaj verse in 2017. She is just trash. She's no longer the queen of rap. I don't care how many records you sold. She hasn't sold nothing right now. Nothing. She does not have... She probably still has that fan base, but it's not like before. She turned her back. She turned her back on hip-hop. And right now, right now, I don't even think she's going to get the number one album. She can't. She can't, because all them shits are, like, flopping. Easily. There's no call. No frauds. Call it flop. That's why I wish Nikki, well, not Nikki. That's why I wish Ivana was here so I could fucking say this shit. Probably would text her right now. Matter of fact, I'm gonna do that right now. <laughs> girl's trash. <laughs> Your girl, I'm gonna say in the group chat right now. Right now. <laughs> Recording right now. And I'm letting everybody know, everybody know that your favorite rapper, Nikki. Minaj is trash. Send a bot. Uh, well, it's gonna be the yup, yup, slam, slam. <laughs> and she don't see it. She in Paris. I hope she's somewhere in the air right now. Probably in London right now, seeing that shit. Yeah. So while anyway, while that story came out, um, Kendrick did a nice gesture for his younger sister. Mm-hmm. Graduated high school. Got her a uh, 2017 Toyota Camry. Nice. Good for him. Very nice, right? Yeah. Brand new. Yeah. Yeah, well, fake it till you make it Twitter. Saw it. And decided to clown both. Talking about, oh, you a successful rapper. That's the best you could do. Nigga, who are you? And I'm looking at it like, that's a 2017. Anything 2017 is fire. Expensive. He just got the number one album and went platinum and shit, and he bought his little sister a Toyota Camry. What, what made it worse was that people were saying, oh, you couldn't have got her a foreign. And technically speaking, Toyota is uh, Japanese. So uh, that's a foreign. Last time these I niggas are the same ones that fucking work nine to five jobs and wish they had this shit. They oh, live- yeah, not, not, not even nine to five. Let's just let's keep it but These mm. motherfuckers that ride the bus. Yep. Don't have a car. Not even money for an Uber. Yeah. The ones that are, are playing women, dropping them off in their car at work, and then riding around acting like it's their car for the rest of the day, mm-hmm. or they got to go pick her up. Let's just be frank about that. Yep. Um, Why this is still an issue? Why are you... Uh, my question is, why is you counting other people's money? Like, what does it matter? He took care of his sister. Pretty much. Shit, if he got her a busted down... Humby and was like, "Yo, I, it's busted down, but I got the money. We he gonna, still really got the flat for that. We 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 gonna we gonna take care of it. It's a nice gesture, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Stay, stay, man. Look, focus on yourself, man. That's Twitter for you, bro. That's fucking Twitter. But yeah, figure till you make it. Twitter. They tried. I didn't. I didn't really see it. They cause... tried, but uh, Kung Fu Kenny's uh, stands weren't having it, and they 
shut that shit down real quick. It was probably really quick. Let's see what else. Well, some new music dropped. Yeah. Some two albums. I wasn't that, really impressed. I didn't really care. Well, first you hit me about out of nowhere talking about uh, kickback around the block drop colors too, and I was like, word. I just <laughs> word. I just posted it. I was just like, I just posted in the group chat, like, oh, it came out of nowhere a week after Bryson Tiller came out. Oh yeah, Bryson Tiller got the number one album in the country. Shout out to Bryson, scumbag music. <laughs> scumbag music. <laughs> Toxic music. <laughs> Fuck boy music. <laughs> But um, party next door. Uh, your boy kick, <laughs> kick back around the block or party next door. Colors two it was an EP, four songs, and yeah, I wasn't even really hyped up about Colors one when it dropped. I didn't really care back. about them. And Colors two dropped, and I was like, oh, when did it end? Because <laughs> uh, there's four tracks on it, and I couldn't tell you when each one started. It's, it's the same shit over and over again. You could literally put it in a playlist, and you won't hear the difference. Yeah, it's forgettable. Yeah. It's really forgettable. I mean, y'all can like it. If y'all Party Next Door fans, y'all would like it to put in your fucking Party Next Door playlist and put it on shuffle and not even notice. I asked somebody, which album is this from? Oh, that's from, um, uh, exactly. Motherfucking, uh. Motherfucking, uh. And also along that, Yo Gotti and Mike Will made it drop their Gotti Made It album. Gotti Made It. Nine songs. I tried getting into it. Again, Yo Gotti is one of my favorite trap rappers. Mm-hmm. Top five. Top five, top five, top five. Um. This project really didn't do nothing for me. Me neither. Um, trap, trap, go hard. I like. Dog was cool. Mm. Uh, rake it up. Uh, definitely will will get some spins streetwise <coughs> over the summer. Um, I don't know how it's going to do on the radio, but I know streetwise. Is, is that the Nikki one? Yeah, I know streetwise. Mm. It'll get some. That's Nikki's verse on that was trash. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's serviceable. I mean, mm. I'm not I'm not looking for her to, for you know. Nikki's not even by name value no more, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean, it's not even name value no more. It's now it's getting to the point where I see Nikki's featured on something. Well, name value, name value for rap, because name value for other stuff, people are still going to tune in. Mm. But name value for rap, it just it's not. It's not even that. Po- it's not even nah. profitable no more. And Nicki Minaj's record is not profitable no more. Let's keep it fuck. Let's keep it funky. She's not, it's not profitable. Yeah, Nicki Minaj is on Carter Five level right now. Carter Five, shit. Yeah. I'm saying Carter 4. Really? Yeah, that's when he started to become garbage. Well, Carter 5's not dropping. Uh, so, well, that's well, what I'm I don't saying. Think, I don't think this next Nicki record is out. I remember, I remember when Pink Print dropped, and she did all that promo, did all that promo and everything, and she debuted at number 2. I was like, ugh, that's not a good look. And then just went down here from there. I mean, she still went platinum with the streams and all that yeah, other but shit. It but it was a dis- that was there. disappointing. They put a lot of money in that album. 20 fucking tracks and shit. We just, we just bashing Nikki. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, rake it up was I, I understood I understood it. It's it'll be serviceable. The one the one that really caught my because Yo Gotti for those who haven't really listened to Yo Gotti, I mean he he's got some con- some conscious music on there. It, albeit it's it's hidden in trap music trap sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but Letter to the Trap definitely one of those songs where you're like, wow, you know, got some not the best lyricist, but he puts his mind to it. He's got it. So yeah. I, I definitely respect that. Once Larry's a trap in, though, I I forgot the last two tracks we played. I didn't really care. It was just demo shit. Yeah. I mean, hmm. other than that, we were talking about some shit yesterday on the phone about competition. Competition. The lack of competition. The I was lack just, thereof. Because I was listening to, like, for whatever reason, I was listening to the Martian Matters LP, too. Just a lot of M, for whatever reason. And one thing that always stuck out with me, what M was always rapping about, how... 
he was just praying for competition. He was just saying, I, I am patiently waiting. It was, he didn't say it on Marshmallow's LP, too, but he said on other records saying he's patiently waiting for someone to come at him at the caliber of a Jay-Z or a Nas so he can have something to do. Because granted, he did he did this lower people rap, people like Benzino and fucking Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey. But they came after him and pop stars, but that was just for shock value and trolling. But that was just because they came after him first. So he attacked them. But he was bored because... No one's coming after them because they have the respect, a.k.a. I don't think it's respect. I think they're just scared. Same with Kendrick. People are coming after Kendrick, but it seems like no one has no fear for Drake. You see Meek Mill go after him. You see Tory Lanez, Joe Bunn. They don't got fear. A lot of people are not afraid to go after um, people yeah. like Drake. Yeah. But me and JC were talking about it. We were talking about how everyone doesn't really have – there's not really no competition no more. Not really. And, um, um <coughs> I guess there's – there's both pros and cons to that. Mm. For the fans. Um, I guess the pros is that now, now you have, with, with that, there's now collaboration albums and projects. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't have that a long time ago. I mean, with the exception of Method Man, Red Man, mm-hmm. maybe and a few others. Watch the Throne. Right. I mean, Evan Royce. Well, I'm, I'm talking back in the day. Oh, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, with the exception of them, people weren't really doing collab projects. Yeah. So, I guess from a standpoint, the the lack of competition has opened that door. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, come on, man. We need, we need power rankings. Come For on, man. real. And it, it, it stems beyond uh, entertainment as well. In sports, I really don't care as much. Yeah. Um, because I'm a Lakers fan, I give a fuck about parody. I really don't care mm. about parody. I watch my team win three straight and two straight. Um, and when they were doing it, trust me, I can give a damn about parody in the league. Mm-hmm. As long as we had the first three, as long as we had Shaq and Kobe, he wasn't going to do nothing to us. Yeah. The last two, as long as Kobe was handling what he needed to handle, Powell was in the paint doing what he needed to do, and mm-hmm. Lamar was coming off the bench, I didn't care. Yeah. Um, and even with the Kevin Durant situation, again, my, my disagreement with his choice isn't because he chose the Warriors. It was because he chose the Warriors in the fashion of how it took place. Mm. In that, not only did they blow a 3-1 lead, so they had their foot on their neck mm-hmm. and got taken off, but he was still going out to dinner with Draymond Green during the damn conference finals. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, So that that's where the issue lies. And it's not the fact that he went to the Warriors. It's the process that took place for that to happen. happen. You know what I mean? When it comes to hip-hop... When it comes to hip hop, I need competition. We need competition. I mean, we, we need competition. We have the top three. We have, you know, we got the Kendrick, Coles, and Drakes. But Cole is just, you know, semi-retired at we this need, point. We need a king of New York. We need a king uh, of the West. King of the West. We need a dirty South. New York champ. ain't New York ain't never gonna be popping like that and, no more. It's keeping funky. And we need that Midwest metal. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's we need we need the four uh the four congregating regions. Because we don't have that no more. Right. I mean, at, at, there was a point in time where that was easy to do. Yeah, we had like T.I. and Outcast in the South and Scarface. In the West, you had Dre and Snoop and all that. Midwest, you had M. And who else was in Detroit? It was just M and M. You actually count Kanye. Kanye's from Chicago. Chicago, Midwest, yeah. New York, you had Hove. Yeah. You know, in Miami, you had... Who else you had in Miami? Fucking Nori. 
or whatever. Mean, Rick Ross came Rick out. Ross, I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, and now we don't really have that no more because all the veterans are kind of damn near retiring right now because Hogan right. Nas are pretty much on their last leg. Kanye's about to turn 40 in the next few weeks. I think he's still out. He's a damn mind at this point. Wait, we need to talk about them leaks that that leaks that came out. Uh, do you do you really want to talk about? Not it? Not really. Okay. Yeah, because I remember. Well, let's put it to you this way. I posted in the group chat. Ivana, you know, she's a Kanye fan. She's like, "Oh my god, new Kanye!" And my response: "Shit is trash." <laughs> <laughs> and then she responded like a few minutes later: "Oh my god, it's trash." <laughs> So that's just all. It was leaked. Those records leaked. They weren't supposed to come out. So let's right. just move on. But uh, no, the, as far as music goes, uh, competition is a good thing. I don't understand why people get so upset or they get butt hurt um, <laughs> when, when, you, when you make comparisons. I mean, when look at what Kendrick did on Control. When he said that I'm, when he listed all the main rappers out there right now, and all he said is, I'm going to murder you niggas. I'm going to outrap you. Motherfuckers got mad. I didn't understand that. And he said, what is competition? He pretty much, he drew, every album, it seems like he's drawn the line in the sand and he's daring somebody to jump. And nobody's jumping. Everyone, they're, they're walking away. Well, from, for the fans' sake. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is every time he seems to strike a line, um, people he's striking a line against, they don't want to come take the challenge. They seem to be getting further away from that line. Yeah, because they want to keep their money. It's like, it's all about politics. Like you said, it's all about politics at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, um. That's that's disheartening, especially um, when hip hop is about competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say competition, we're not talking about violence or disrespect or anything like that. But competition, man, who's the best? Exactly. Uh, there right was now. a point. There was a point where swag wasn't the determining factor. Your fucking Twitter followers were the yeah, determining factor. It was who was the best MC. And there were times where you weren't making full disc records, but you was taking jabs at niggas on records, letting them know, don't do it. Yeah. Don't, don't come for me. I'm not the one. Exactly. And it it kept a nice balance. It's kind of sad. The only person who really kept it funky in hip-hop was Drake. And Isn't that some sad shit to really think, well, no, I take that back, because Joe Budden was coming after him, and Drake hasn't said nothing back to him. Yeah, he texted Max saying, I'll give you, what, $15,000? Yeah, before you get a response. Oh, oh I, never mind. I'll take that back. <laughs> you know, well, I don't know. I'm trying to, honestly, I'm trying to remember when when was the last time I heard a good hip hop battle. And I'm not talking about Hovind Nas. No, no, I'm well that, but I'm not talking about the street level where you know slam rap and actual hip hop battles. I'm talking about certified stars within the industry who placed on Billboard. Uh, you know, sell as many shows as possible. Records are popping everywhere. Like, um, like Stone Cold and The Rock, pretty right? Much. Like I'm trying to think of the last time that last there were time artists. Hovind Nas, that's it. The nah, only... it wasn't last time. But when was the other time? Game of Fifty went at it for a while. Well, Game of Fifty, well, well, they were more recent. I'm not talking about the best ones. I'm talking about in recent memory. <coughs> who were the last ones to actually go at it? I think Game of Fifty. Shit, if you want to keep a buck, as a sad. Sad, sad reference. The last one I can remember really was Joey Badass and Troy F. Fuck that. Joey Badass and Lil B. You remember that? Wasn't that before? But Troy still, F? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to think of recent Yeah, memory. I remember that. Yeah, that's when then Joey Badass said the whole fucking shit about capital C's and shit. No, Troy F said that. Troy F, I meant. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. It, yeah, it's boring. It's 
like boring. Just like this whole past week was low-key boring. It's like everyone is just why can't someone just say something? Stop going on Twitter and sending off subliminals and shit. Go in the booth and say something. Everyone's so scared. The world we live in. Yeah. Everything's so damn desensitized too. Like you gotta be politically correct in every single aspect. For real. Just, instead of just saying what you need to say. It was live your truth. I've been, oh, I've been reading the Charlemagne book. How is it? Yeah, I've, I've started it. He's saying some real shit. And well, I remember when I gained respect for Charlemagne was when he Kanye came on there during the whole Yeezus yeah. run, <laughs> and he looked at him right in his eye, called him Kanye Kardashian, and said Yeezus was trash. To Kanye's face, Kanye didn't look at him, but I was like, "Wow, he got balls." He said that straight to his face, and ever since then, I've had nothing but respect for that guy. That's why Drake still needs to go on that shit. He probably will never go on there because Charlamagne will probably get under his skin. More than likely. <laughs> I mean, Charlamagne keeps it real. But the book, when I'm reading, he's just talking about his upbringing. He's giving you yeah, advice. Yeah, shout out to Charlemagne and uh, and Professor uh, Eric Dyson mm. for holding it together and being able. Charlemagne said he wasn't going to talk about Jason Whitlock until he lost 200 pounds. Yep. So he brought Eric, Professor Eric oh, Dyson wow. on. wow. And Eric Dice broke it down, and broke it down in the worst possible way. That's the sad thing about why do you have to break it down to about this about that whole ass thing? Yeah, but but shouts out to him because uh, again, everybody who was able to hold their composure with Jason Whitlock is far better than me. You'd have to post bail money for me. Probably has gotten socked already. He probably has. He probably has, but you know, let you know, let God handle. That's what my mom always said. Let God, God's in control. So let the universe, let the Lord take control of that shit. I would say. Stuff his face with a pie, but that'll He'd probably eat that shit yeah. before he even gets to his face. Definitely a backfire. You call that fucking foreplay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, so what's your fucking soundtrack? Um, I've been in a G-Funk mood. Oh? In the last week. Oh. But this one's not as popular that many people would realize, but no. Okay. It's a DPG affiliate. Okay. Uh, I feel like people should know badass. Oh, yeah, everybody that listens to Machiavelli better know who the fuck he everybody is. Everybody should know Badass. Um, What's the song called? Let's see, one down drop. I'm dropped 2001. Okay. And uh, it's like little buzz that came out from this joint. Okay. Uh, titled How We Get Down. How We Get Man, you be getting, you be having them hits, bro. How We Get Down featuring doggy stuff. I've been in a G-Funk mood, man. It's summertime. True. I don't care what nobody says. West Coast music and summertime is synonymous. See, I've been... I've been in the look off for work. So yeah. I've been kind of feeling cold and shady, so I've been listening to a lot of M's. Yeah. That's all right, though. You still have this hope that he'll come back and deliver something that he delivered in his first three albums. 2013, you mean? Nah. Why should I LP2? It's cool, man. Why are you talking about this song? It was cool, but, you know. So how we get down? Bye. This is like the most famous episode. Because, <laughs> you know, there's no Yvonne in here to say something, you know, out of pocket and we all just look at her. <laughs> tell her about her parents' trip. She'll probably tell us next week. Give her that Jim Halpert look. That what? That Jim Halpert look. <laughs> oh, that look. You stare off in the camera. Oh, that's what Joe Budden be doing. <laughs> all right, well, 
like I've been saying, I've been in an Eminem mood for whatever reason. And I've been re- I revisited the Marshmallows LP two album for whatever reason. I revisited that album and I've come to appreciate it. And I've really started appreciating, I guess, the um I guess the bonus tracks. Because mm-hmm. that's when he was really just in the zone. And I was skeptical about what song I was really feeling, but I have to just get in the wicked ways. I'm getting with my wicked ways. That motherfucker was rapping on that shit. I'm gonna dig my way to hell. I'm getting by with my wicked ways. I'm blowing up and I'm taking names. Dig my way to hell. Dig my way to hell. Guess I gotta wave with words. I can get away with murder. Ever heard of Asperger's? I, I, see, there's this one part on it that I really just love. Suck a dick to your neck eggs. But how he float on this part right here, this shit right here, this shit right here. See, when I hear shit like that, I know he still has it in him. He still has it in him, bruh. For songs? Yeah, not for an album. An album, yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. If he did, he would have done it. Well, he's, he's going to happen, hopefully. If he did, he would have done it. Oh, yeah, yeah, before I forget, Derek Fisher. The hell was on your mind, bruh? The lean. Seriously, Derek Fisher. That's <laughs> your boy. That's your boy. Derek Fisher. That's your boy. You're out here under the influence, speeding around on 101, <laughs> living life, stealing NBA players' women left and right. Ooh. And you lose focus and you flip the damn car on the highway. You are blessed to only walk out with a scratch. You flipped that motherfucker over. Too. But I'm waiting for the I'm I'm waiting for the mugshot like like we all saw Eldrick Woods' mugshot. Oh, yeah, you refuse to call him Tiger. Hey, that he's not Tiger no more. Oh. Tiger died in 2012, 2013. Not Tiger no more. It's Eldrick. Wait, he died same with same with Derek Fisher. I'm waiting for that mugshot. I don't think it's going to go. Well, we got to wait for TMZ. They'll get a hand of it. But, Fish, what, what's on your mind, man? Hmm? You, you ain't learned from, from Lamar's situation last year? <laughs> you out here just living reckless? You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Step your game up, dog. You get that book of Mamba, man. You just live your life clear. You're welcome. So, um, damn, this kind of this felt like a short episode compared to all the other ones we've done. Not much happened this week, but you know, it's all good. You know, sometimes you just need to, you know, chill. You just highlight what you need to highlight. Exactly. Well, well, well when it comes to Yvonne, her ass is in Paris, and she's been showing all her little, you know, Instagram flexing, Instagram flexing, Snapchat flexing. I want to go to Paris. That's why. So I'm low key jealous of her, motherfucker. Huh. You know, just show it. Just she'll talk about her experience there and all the motherfucking trips. I don't even want to look at her bank account because that shit's probably looking like a womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. This is Mr. Busby. They see no hundreds. And I guess we'll catch y'all black asses here next week. Peace. Fuck Jed York. <laughs>